What's good, y'all? It's your girl, Coach K Woods, and welcome to Empowering Real Talk. This podcast is dedicated to dismantling negativity through raw, unfiltered conversations. We're going to dive into a wide array of topics from mental health awareness to personal entrepreneurial growth, financial literacy, and beyond. Our mission is to spark necessary dialogues that's going to drive positive change on both an individual and collective level. In order for us to grow individually and as a whole, these conversations are necessary. Make sure you are subscribing on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Be sure to rate and review each episode and we appreciate your support. Let's get started. The Empowering Real Talk store, powered by Upgraded Mindsets, is promoting positivity with empowering quotes to help keep you inspired and motivated. Check out up to a dozen encouraging quotes available on hats, hoodies, housewares, and more. Also, stop by and check out the quick growing ebook and self-help resource section as well. Go to www.upgradedmindsetswithaz.shop and start shopping positive today. What up, y'all? Welcome back to Empowering Real Talk. It is your girl, Coach K. Woods, and you know I'm back with another dope session, baby. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have not done so yet, though, I need you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, then go ahead and favorite the podcast over there as well. I appreciate your support as always. If you are watching me on YouTube, then you see that I'm not here by myself. So I'm going to allow my guest to introduce herself. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, My name is LaWanda Blackshear, the owner and creator at Aromatherapy 1111, where I am an intuitive healer, podcast host, and tarot reader. Nice. I love it. Thank you so much for popping on Empowering Real Talk. I'm super excited. Um, Like I said, I always do like um, pre-screening conversations, you know, before I allow the guests on the show. And our conversation was super dope. So we're going to kind of carry that right on into, um, you know, this today. So if you want to please share with my audience a little bit more about you, where you're from, backstory, we need to know a little bit of all of that. Yes, absolutely. So again, Lawanda is my name. I am originally from Toledo, Ohio, and I now reside reside in Charlotte, North Carolina. I've been here about three years. Um, The weather being my favorite part. Um, I am like I said, the owner of Aromatherapy 1111, I've been in business now for about two years. I have been an intuitive healer, however, for as long as I can remember, always kind of putting myself in positions and in conversations to assist people with um, opening up their perspective and being more willing to understand things outside of themselves. Uh, probably going back as far as 11th, um, not 11th grade, 7th grade. Um, when I was part of a mediation program in junior high and even now doing negotiations with government contracts in my current job, I've always found myself as kind of a channel for information to be able to just spread love and healing um, to whoever is willing to receive it. So I look forward to doing that today and then going on in the future. It's definitely um, my purpose. Hey, I love it. That's my favorite word when we talk about purpose, y'all. You know, I I love that you really have identified, you know, what it is that you do. Like, can you give us like a one instance that kind of 
made you say, you know what, this is something that's instilled in me and I'm going to go ahead and start, you know, utilizing it for good. Absolutely. Um, I think probably the first instance um, where, where not only was I able to identify, because I think I've been hearing it all of my life, but being able to take what people say to you and put it into practice is a little more difficult because, you know, if you come from a, a very strict religious background and now you're talking about crystals and tarot cards and healing and things kind of outside of the box, it's a little difficult to translate that into something um, impactful um, and, and, and kind of knowing that there may be people out to judge. So I would say um, I have I have a family member who was in a pretty toxic relationship, we'll say. Um, we all know somebody that is in a toxic relationship and how difficult it can be to uh, advise them, you know, in any direction. We never want to tell people to stay. We never want to tell them to go. But, you know, I felt it important that this family member understand the importance of self-care and self-awareness and maybe not having all of the information up front, how we make decisions based on conditioning. So I was able to kind of Usher, usher this family member through deciding that they were not necessarily in the best relationship, um, but I didn't make the decision for them. Right. I didn't suggest a decision. I just presented more information. I presented a wider perspective, a wider understanding for them to be able to see where from the beginning, it may not have been the best situation for them. So, you know, aside from being able to have those conversations, it takes a lot of practice to kind of stay in your own power and kind of live and take your own advice and, and kind of be that example that you want people to be able to look and say, well, hey, it worked for you, so it can work for me. Ooh, powerful, super powerful. I love that you said that you kind of were there with them, you know, and especially as family, we are biased when it comes to our family, right? So mm -hmm. I love that you were able to Absolutely. identify that and say, you know what, no, I'm not going to tell you, you need to leave, but you know, I'm going to give you some different insights, you know, and that is so important. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that we have been just programmed for years and years and years to say, I know what's best for my family. Um, you know what, hang on. Mm -hmm. So it is super important that we understand that sometimes our bias can actually do worse, right? And I Absolutely. had to really understand that for me. Um, I spent years trying to control everybody's life, and I'm just going to call it for what it is, right? Um, because yes. I was just yes. that powerful being like, you better do it this way, mm -hmm. you better do it this way. And I, you mm -hmm. know, not that we wanted it to be us being mean, but we think we know what's best, right? So yep. I love that yep. you identified that and said, you know, I didn't tell them what they needed to do, but I also Absolutely. gave them some alternative things. And I think that's super important. I think that's super important for us to begin any type of healing. You know, yeah. we have a lot of things that we don't want to talk about when it comes to our personal being, but then also our family. Um, you brought up a great thing by saying, mm -hmm. you know, um, growing up possibly in a strictly mm -hmm. Christian background, but then also now stepping into your intuitive ways, yep. you know, was that a struggle for you? Yes. Uh, well, 
Well, within my immediate family, it was actually fairly easy. I think my mom used to always tell us, oh, okay. My mom used to always tell us when we were kids that we were going to be curse breakers. I had no idea what that meant. I had no idea what type of um, things she was speaking over my life. So when I started to kind of venture out into new areas of information, it was really well received. Um, my mom is very, you know, Angela Davis. Okay. Um, but we also you know, raised in the church, but she also gave us a lot of um, just common sense, common sense for women, common sense for African-American people, common sense, you know, all of the different categories that I would fit into. She gave me information that allowed me to be more free thinking. Um, outside of my immediate family, not so much. Um, mm. It's a little more difficult for the reasons that you say. Everybody doesn't want to talk about everything. So it can be difficult, you know, if people are constantly challenging where you get your information from and how does that align with Jesus and, and, and you know, feeling like you have to explain yourself or defend yourself. So that that made it a little bit challenging to survive that because of the interactions that I had with strangers, people that weren't my family, people that didn't know my background, people who hadn't tried to condition my thoughts and my feelings and the way I move forward. I allowed those more meaningful connections to help me get to a point where I was just comfortable doing what I do. I love that. I love that. Like, and I think that that's super important um, because also I think that with you stepping into your purpose like that, um, I think you also were okay with those that didn't understand and those that were not going to, you know, associate and deal with, you know, deal with you because of what you were doing. You know what I'm saying? Cause I know I had to come to that realization for me on my personal journey. Um, you know, I wasn't raised in a, you know, highly Christian background, you know, my grandmother didn't make me go to church. I went to church because my friends went and I just wanted to be with my friends. So I didn't really grasp the religious standpoint until yeah. I was grown. Mm -hmm. um, but also I've always been somebody that has spoken out against things okay. and I've asked questions. So because I was that person, I was deemed as the bad child, mm -hmm. the black sheep, you know, the person that, you know, oh, she don't, she don't know, she don't believe in this and she don't believe in that. I never said any of that, even to this day, because I don't talk about God, God, mm -hmm. God all the time. People automatically assume that I'm not a believer and they're as far from the truth, you know, but I am also somebody that is expanding their mind and that's what I'm doing with others because we are such in a restricted state of mind as a culture that we need to expand and at least do the research to figure out what our values are going to be individually. Just because you were raised Christian does not mean you still believe in the Christian faith a hundred percent. You've got to figure you out and align yourself with your values. And I don't, we don't do that. We don't do that. We are so restricted and so outdated Absolutely. when it comes to that. Yeah, so I I I want to yeah, kind of get into absolutely. that with us a little bit. And even bit. if you try to um um I feel like even if you even if you try, so so when I tried or when I when I knew that I wanted to say step away from Christianity a little bit, it wasn't because 
of the things that I had maybe learned about Christianity that I didn't think were healthy. It was, I'm so conditioned to do things a certain way and to feel a certain way about things that if I keep going to church, I'm never going to be able to step aside and actually Mm -hmm. obtain this new information and let it find its place within my reality. So it's not always a negative thing to simply step away and give yourself more time to grasp other concepts, it's necessary because we don't understand how deep our conditioning goes. You can just think about our relationship or the relationships that a lot of Christians have with money. We were taught to be meek, taught to just go to work and kind of be, you know, submissive and never really stand out or stand strong, which I mean, Jesus flipped over table. So it's kind of, you know, you can find a lot of contradictions within some of our conditioning. So it's important with um, any relationship that you want to improve, whether it's a relationship with a person or with family or at work or with a religion or a different idea, sometimes you have to step away from those and give yourself time to kind of decondition so that you can recondition yourself. I love that. Decondition to recondition. Listen, y'all, you better take that little gym right there and go ahead, write that down, because baby, that was a gym right there. Um, I, I want to talk a little yeah. bit more too about um us as black women and black men, right? I feel like we are so divided right now, right? And I don't know, you know, I know I'm one person, you know, I definitely want us to come together. I I don't know where this whole stigma came in of we don't need each other. Because I I need, I don't care mm-hmm. how strong I was, even when I was in my most damaging self, mm-hmm. I never said that I didn't need a man mm-hmm. or need anybody in my life. You know what I'm saying? And I, I want to kind of know, like, get your input on that. Where do yes. you believe that that, like, started from? Um, I believe most of our conditions came straight from the patriarchy. There is no way you can teach one race of people to feel a way about another race of people. And that doesn't kind of drip down and get everybody dirty. So this idea that white people are in competition with black people and, you know, that was just a trickle down effect. It wasn't, I don't think, you know, aside from you know, the crack epidemic and them making us put black men out in order to get welfare and and food stamps and things like that. It's always been, again, a part of our structure to be pinned against each other. But white people and black people have also been pinned against it. We've been pinned against each other genderly, you know, whether it's our sexual orientation, there's always been this false sense of competition to keep us from just uniting as the human race. I don't think it was anything done specific to black people. I think they used the system created to keep black people down, to put competition within our relationships, but it's no different than, you know, um, the white people believe in, or some white people believe in that they're better than black people or that black people are lazy. It's all a mind game. It's a smoke screen so that we don't come together as one and and kind of tear the structure down. If you yeah. will. I'm telling you, ooh, 
baby, listen, I know that I didn't used to believe that like music, right? You know, growing up, we was like, you know, music doesn't have that effect, but I don't really agree with that anymore. I do feel like that mm -hmm. it is strategic to have these certain artists that are now, you know, leading, you know, headliners and stuff like that. I do see mm -hmm. all of that as strategic moves to continue that purpose of keeping us divided of making us feel like oh you know i'm an independent woman i make six figures you know i am so sick of the whole six figure conversation i promise you i i don't even talk mm -hmm. about it here mm -hmm. more so but for sake of our conversation today i want to talk about mm -hmm. it because i never understood how somebody felt like finances is what defines you as a person how do you feel like that that is a part of your characteristic because you make six figures? You can make six figures and be seven figures in debt. Please explain to me why your six figures should matter when it comes to me picking you out with regards to your characteristics. I feel like it's just such a big stigma and it's steady being promoted on a daily basis. I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> I, I agree a hundred percent. And it's interesting that you brought up music because, you know, as we research uh, sound and uh, healing frequencies and things of yes. that nature, if you research, you'll see that for years they have been making music on a frequency that is not one of healing. We have many yeah. different frequencies in which music can be played in that would uplift us and anybody that was, you know, privy to that music. But even right. the way the music comes out, even before the lyrics, the, the frequency that the music is being played in on the radio stations, um, through the TV station, it's all meant to create a certain chaos and imbalance within our nervous system, right? Mm -hmm. So you add to that any type of lyric that is on that same frequency, which is imbalance and chaos, and it just negative frequency can do the same thing that positive frequency can do. It just is that frequency. So it's much easier for those messages to get right on inside of us and mix in with that, that chaos and kind of convince us um, that those are the paths that we should be on. Um, while in the same instance, understanding that sometimes you do have to be an independent woman. You do have to be an independent man because when you decide on your independence, that's what allows you to think outside the box. Absolutely. Now, what you do with your independence is up to you, but we still have to be independent in the instance of we're here by ourselves and it's our job to be aware of ourselves and to Absolutely. heal ourselves and to make sure that, especially in the age of information, that we are getting the best information there is to get and not just following the herd, following the news or following the politicians. Absolutely. Oh, Lord. Damn. I, it, woo, you, you said so much right there. Let me unpack that for a second, because I do. I, I, I totally agree with the independent part. Right. But the independent part also is you just figuring out that you need to heal the independent part of you figuring out that you are broken in so many different ways. And mm -hmm. some things were beyond your control. Um, that was me. I was broken Absolutely. in so many ways um, that it made me angry. It made me, um, you know, frustrated all the time. But then I also had an outdated thinking method of 
pouring into other people and that's how I would heal myself. And that's just not what it was. It took me Mm -hmm. having to really almost have a close to mental breakdown to say, you know what, I've got to get me together. You know, yeah, I love helping people. I love supporting people. That's why I, you know, created Upgraded Mindsets to be that support. However, if I am not giving that support to myself and I am not healing myself and continuously doing what I have to do to break those stigmas, myself mm-hmm. stigmas, the stigmas that, you know, I've been programmed mm-hmm. to believe, then I'm not servicing myself at all. And we've got to realize that we've got some ugly journeys to to get to you know in order for us to say i'm ready to be the most mentally healthy empowering person that i know i am destined to be we believe that we're supposed to live in havoc we believe that we're supposed to be stressed all the time (laughs) we believe that we're supposed to work Mm -hmm. hard and and diminish our quality of life Mm -hmm. because again that is what's been programmed And because Mm -hmm. I have done the research and you have definitely done the research and we want to put that out there that that is not the case. You can be an effective person Mm -hmm. in society by not allowing all these stigmas to take 20 years off of your life. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just ready to push that narrative instead of the other narratives of, oh, I'm this, I can be this and I don't need nobody and I don't need, I absolutely need people around me. I absolutely, but I need mentally healthy people around me. Mm -hmm. I need productive people around me. I need effective people around me. I don't need negative people around me. So learning Mm -hmm. the differences between Mm -hmm. that, um, but that also is revolving some hella Mm self-reflection and that's where it starts. Yeah. I absolutely um, believe with everything Definitely. in me, we have to make sure of that. What's like a daily practice for you, um, you yeah. know, with regards to, especially um, with you being intuitive, um, what's like a daily practice for you to, um, you know, keep yourself in alignment? <laughs> Because it is definitely a daily practice. You are never done ever and you you i I try to take rest days and i try to have breaks and you know i feel like where i am in my journey now is you know i i am heavily impacted by others and i i realize that others are also heavily impacted by me Mm -hmm. right um that 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 energy that i carry is a very strong and powerful energy so no matter how kind or funny or laid back and kind of out the way I am when I do step to the plate whatever I'm feeling comes to the plate with me so Mm. I know you know right now it is literally taking everything that feels negative and spinning it into something positive immediately Immediately. no longer letting it We're not letting it fester. We're not letting our mind take it and run 50 miles in the wrong direction with it because however far your mind goes with it, you have to wait until your mind comes back in order to find the proper energy that you're supposed to be in. So for me, my daily practice is when something feels negative, tell myself that's a lie. Mm. You know, whatever... uh, block is in front of me or whatever feels like an obstacle, I'm always protected. I 
I can't ignore the fact that I know I'm protected. So why would I let something negative make me feel like somebody can actually stop me from getting what's for me? So mindset, Ooh. mindset, mindset. And I think with everything that's going on now, whether it's the war, whether it's, again, this competition between between black men and black women, whether it's mothers being completely overwhelmed, I have to stay in a positive mindset. It's very difficult, but practice makes perfect. And you mm -hmm. practice and you tell yourself over and over again, what's meant for me is always going to be mine. And there's nothing anybody can do to stop that. And, 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 and really practice not letting your mind take that and go. Really shutting that. your mind off from that thought, picking another thought and go, letting your mind run in the positive direction. Well, this is probably for me because I did ask for this last year. I did say I wanted this when I was a kid. So that's probably why I'm not getting that because I'm supposed to be getting this and your mind will do what it's supposed to do. If you direct it, don't let yeah. it direct you. That part, the mind is where everything begins. I tell people that daily, um, every thought, every decision, every choice, it all starts from here. And I have to do that because my mind is an overactive mind. Um, I will wake up mm -hmm. and because our minds are really the most active first thing in the morning. So like when I wake up, mm -hmm. I utilize that because I know that my brain is about to be on fire. I start, you know, I'll get to work. I'll be doing some work at mm -hmm. 536 o'clock in the morning. Mother be like, you work that early? I do. But also at six o'clock in the evening, my mind is like, mm -hmm. it's time to wind down, you know, but that's some people are just now either getting off work or they're just starting their work, how, whatever works for you. But mm -hmm. I have, I love that you said the word practice because I had to build my practice with regards to figuring out when it was best for me to work, when it was best for me to, you know, go over things and utilize it and working at six o'clock in the morning is best for me as an entrepreneur. Now, when I was in corporate America, yeah, that was totally different. You know what I'm saying? But because mm -hmm. of what I do and because I am working with people to recondition their minds, I've got to make sure that mind is up to par. You know, and that is the mm -hmm. most effective time is 6 a.m. in the morning Absolutely. for me. And that's practice, you know, after a 30 minute meditation session or a 30 minute of affirmations for myself or me just positively reinforcing my day ahead. I do that on mm -hmm. a daily. So it's it's super important. And I think people think that when they talk about self-care and self-love and they read an affirmation, you know, once every six days or something, then that's, you know, practice it. And unfortunately, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. You have got to no. remove the negative things, but you also have to replace mm -hmm. it with something positive. You can't leave it Absolutely. empty. That's that's just like a cigarette, you know, somebody that, you know, has been on nicotine for years. You can say you can cold turkey. And as a former smoker, I'm going to tell you, I said I could cold turkey, too. But guess what? I ended up having mm -hmm. to get a little patch or something, something to help me. But then I also had a pen mm -hmm. in my mouth for like a week because I wanted yeah. to just do this factor. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So yep. there has to be some type of replacement. And replacing yes. the negative thoughts with the positive reinforcement is something that you have to do multiple dozens of times a day. Negative is a default. Absolutely. Negative is a default. Yep. So you have to be intentional to put the positive in its place. You can have 20 negative things going on, but that are 20 mm -hmm. positive things, but that one negative thing, baby, that's going to shut every, all the other positive things out. 
be intentional in making sure that that positive stand, yeah. those positive things stand out. So I love that you even said that, Absolutely. you know, what do you recommend with us, you know, as far as us trying to, you know, start bringing us together, um, start spreading the word more, start bringing us together, um, you know, really getting on our healing journey, um, you know, whatever that may look like for individuals. Um, what do you think that we should do, you know, individually and as a whole, as an environment, as a culture, as a community to really begin breaking these stigmas that have been embedded for so long? Um, I would, I would say the first thing, and I always say what I did, of course, because because what works for me is is that's just the experience that I can bring to the table. Absolutely. Um, the first thing I would do is identify where in my conditioning I feel discomfort. Mm -hmm. Right. What triggers me, and ask why. Right. I have a good example of this. So my mom and dad were married for 30 years. I'm the oldest of six kids. And my mom was flat out not cooking if the kitchen was dirty. Right. <laughs> she come home from work, that kitchen dirty. She not cooking and she might flip over a table. Right. Because she worked for herself. My dad had certain struggles. She got a house full of kids. So she, it was very much, I need everybody to do their part. This is a team. This is how it works. If anything falls out, it falls apart, right? So I tried to bring that same mindset into my relationship. If I cook dinner, somebody else is cleaning the kitchen. And I remember, you know, it triggering me just strongly. And I remember mm -hmm. kind of asking myself, why are you so mad? You got one kid. One man, no business, no outside issues. Everything is smooth. Family is way smaller. Why is that bothering you? And I realized that I had brought that which worked for my mom into mm -hmm. my relationship. And I had to say, you don't need that same feeling. She felt that way because of her circumstances. Those aren't your circumstances. So I had to start identifying things that triggered me within my relationships, whether it be me and my partner or me and my children and say, right. is that really how I feel? Or am I carrying somebody else's feelings and start to separate my feelings from other people's feelings? And that's when I started to understand how deeply conditioned we are by our parents, by simply being raised. It was nothing mm -hmm. nobody did on purpose or right. intentional. It's natural. My body was just doing this. It was on autopilot. It was going to do the same thing that had been done to it that my, you know, saying through high school or whatever. So once I once I saw that, um, I still wanted somebody to clean the kitchen in order for me to cook. But <laughs> if that didn't happen, I I didn't feel like the world was about to fall apart. Okay, right, right. Like okay, so maybe tonight we just gonna have, to, and I'm not gonna cook a four course meal. I started to realize that the things that I wanted weren't that important that I could just adjust. I didn't have to be on this set schedule and everything had to be perfect. I just gave myself more flexibility. Mm, I love so I would, that. that I would was... say identify where you can separate your feelings from the feelings of your parents. And if you can Come do on. that, 
then it'll be easy to, to work better within your relationships to identify if you're mad at your partner for something an ex did, or if you're mad at your partner for something your dad did, or if what you're looking for in your partner is what you didn't get from your mother or your father and start to separate yourself from that and identify what really makes you happy, what really makes you independent and an individual so that you can see one that things are way better off than you think they are and how much easier it is for you to be happy based on your wants and feelings alone and not what everybody is telling you you should want or feel. Ooh, sis, girl. Listen, y'all, that is facts. Like everything is facts. You've got to align yourself with what you want, what you desire, what your values are, what your beliefs are. You can't bring everything from the past. You know, I'd be like, oh, you know, this is instilled in me. Then if it's not, if it's hurting you, then you need to uninstill it. Okay. Girl, this was amazing conversation today. Thank you so much for being here. Let them know where they can find you at, please. Thank you. And thank you for having me. I truly enjoy this conversation. Um, You can find me on Spotify. You can find me on YouTube and Instagram at Aromatherapy with no spaces 1111. So that's A-R-O-O-M-A-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y 1111. You can find my podcast videos, healing material on my Instagram. Instagram page and also a link for Calendly if you like to schedule a tarot reading. Hey, I love it. And all those details will be in the podcast information section of this video and this episode on all streaming platforms, y'all. So whew, it's been so great. Thank you so much for bringing such value and insight. I felt this conversation was definitely necessary and I couldn't have thought of anybody different to have it with. So thank you so much for blessing empowering real talk and y'all know where y'all can find me at you know um y'all coach k-a-y-w-d-s and empowering real talk hey i appreciate y'all so much for tuning in again before i go make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss episodes like this okay i appreciate y'all for tuning in stay dope stay positive stay empowered baby